This week's episode of the Screenwriter's Rant Room is brought to you by avgearguy.com. If you have any photos or documents that you need to scan or videotapes or audio tapes or film rolls that you need to import into your computer, check out avgearguy.com. If you mention the name of this podcast, when you order, you'll get 5% off and a portion of your order will go to help support the rant room. All these formats degrade over time and are sitting ducks in the case of fire or theft. Why not convert it all to digital? All of your memories could be stored safely on the cloud or on a hard drive that fits in your pocket. AVGearGuy.com has over 30 years of experience with all kinds of media, digital and analog, and they can accept orders from anywhere in the United States. Don't forget to mention the Screenwriter's Rant Room and get 5% off your order. For more details, visit their website at avgearguy.com. I'ma say what I feel And I promise to keep it real Welcome to the Rant Room Well, you gotta be a rider till your fears are diminishing the doubts are behind ya. It's hard to grind and the business got me stressed in the rent room. We let that shit up off our chest. You know the street nerds got no time for no caca. Sass in class, yes, that's Mr. Bolakaja. Never have to guess when you're listening to Hilliard. He gon' bring more game than a shark playing billiards. It's all about the crap of screenwriting. It's exciting when you turn an outline into something enlightening. Your pen and words are like bullets in a gun. Write what you feel, say what you want. Welcome to the Rant Room. What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Hilliard Guest, and you guys are listening to the Screenwriters Rant Room. Where we keep it real, we keep it opinionated, opinionated, we keep it what, Lisa? It is. It is what it, it is. is. <laughs> On this show, we discuss entertainment, TV, film, music, culture, but our focus is always screenwriting, stories, craft, and shit like that. You hear her voice, Lisa Bolacaz is in the house. Yes. What's up, yes. Lisa, Lisa? Hey, hey hanging it? I'm good. Hanging in there with these rolling brownouts. We had our power. They, you know, the, the electric company's been calling everybody's house and telling them because everyone's using their air conditioning and so much power. They're like, we're going to start slowing people's down power for like an hour a day, but they don't tell you what hour. Oh. So we oh, were waiting yeah. all day. We were waiting all day yesterday and thank God nothing happened. So oh. we're waiting again today to see anything else happens. And other than that, um, nothing's happening. I thought we were getting thunderstorms down here but we really didn't get anything we got the smell of petrichor and that was it nothing <laughs> got, not one lick of rain but i'm seeing everywhere else it's like we got storms and stuff going there was nothing happening down here but heat. Heat. <laughs> <laughs> and just a disclaimer um our other co-host um chris derrick um by the way as you see chris isn't i meant to tell you earlier he uh he hit me this morning he's woke up he wasn't feeling well this morning so he's like guys go ahead i can't even talk so I was like, oh, just don't, don't come through here with that Rona. Okay, don't uh, you come here, Miss Rona. <laughs> don't you come through. Exactly. Keep that over there. Keep that over so, there. Anyway, so he's not here, but uh, we appreciate everybody. Um, so if you guys are grown, let's go ahead and get to the show. So mm. today, we got Brian Austin and Scott Foster from the new, brand new Script Hop um, site, which they're going to tell you guys all about. Um, every writer, producer, I think agent, manager... Lawyer should be hip to this particular site. Um, so let me introduce um, Brian and Scott. Welcome to the show, guys. Hi. Hello. 
You're so proper. I go five minutes ago. They were just talking to about oh, yeah. First <laughs> podcast and trying to figure out how to segue. Uh, yeah, yeah. Don't worry about it. Just people. Just people have... know we just have a conversation, so yeah. they just got to follow. Me. So anyway, well, um, Scott, why don't you introduce yourself and tell people a little bit about where you're from, how you got into the game, and uh, maybe how you met Brian and all that. So I'm a, a, a writer. I went to uh, Columbia Film School for screenwriting and came out to L.A. after a couple internships in New York and realized everything was really here and came out and bounced around at a couple of agencies and, and companies and wound up at UTA for uh, a little over a decade, about 12 years. And I was I'd worked at a, as a reader, not just at UTA, but other places. Uh, I over that time read about over 5,000 screenplays. Mm -hmm. And I also then ran the story department. And, uh, you know, in the story department, we basically handle uh, coverage, which I think most of your listeners know already, but... Uh, There's still a, a lot of new people out there, so just, yeah, sure. just keep it real. Don't worry yeah, about it. So, so coverage is a report, a written report, about your screenplay it's generally three to six pages depending on you know what different companies have slightly different policies but it's it's usually in that range and it's it's uh it contains summaries of your screenplay so like the log line the synopsis uh character descriptions uh especially if you're in an agency uh some studios won't do the character breakdowns but you know descriptions of the characters for talent so that the agents can uh consider the the roles and uh, then a critique, and um, uh, basically, there are readers. We and when I was a reader, we're handling your marketing. We're basically, it, it. Brian and I really have started to drill down on that idea that it's kind of a, it's kind of a, a crazy thing that it, that somebody you don't know is handling your marketing, and um, you know, then they can do. You, can you can you explain that a little bit better? Because I know sure. we were talking about this the other day. So for those of you who don't know, for example, let me just be clear. It's just to help you just a little bit. Yeah. So say you send your script over to UTA, right? You have Scott and his team read it as an example. And in the coverage that they're going to give you, they actually write their synopsis, for example, based on what you wrote. Not the synopsis you already have. They write one and the log line. <laughs> you know exactly. what I mean? And the descriptions and like everything else. Which I think is kind of a flaw. I think we were talking about that, which is why your script hop works so well. And we'll get into that in a moment. Um, but so that's something people don't quite understand, is that you guys actually have to go and write the thing for us, for your bosses to go, I don't have time to read the script. You know what I mean? Ex exactly. Um, and I, I, I want to throw out there a little uh, a premonition of what, why script hop is different, because a lot of people are like, oh, okay, so... They're just a company that's doing uh, distillations, but we do them in this interactive way that is, I, we think, going to change up the system. It makes it much more exciting to read your script. Uh, synopses are, by their very nature, so so boring, and everybody gets distilled. One of our blog posts is even Christopher Nolan gets distilled. Everybody mm. gets the coverage done on them, and mm. uh, and the, the the thing is, you know depending on where you are on the food chain, if you're not Christopher Nolan, you, you're, you might get read by an intern 
uh, or an assistant. And, you know, they're generally underqualified. They're often fresh out of college and haven't read a lot of screenplays. And they're doing this, uh, this coverage generally at night, like at two in the morning Mm -hmm. when, uh, you know, on their own time, because they're rolling calls, they're rolling like 200 calls a day for their bosses when they're in the office or they're schlepping around with a mail cart. So basically, uh, one of the ideas about script hop is that in doing these distillations in doing them in an interactive, dynamic, exciting way that really changes the game on these because synopses are so inherently boring. They are this dry, again, distillation and listing of facts. The idea that you can make these, uh, and I'll have Brian expand on how these are so dynamic, how we're changing that. Uh, you First of all, you know, if this reader does really slam your script, an agent or decision maker can still see your, your, dist- your uh, breakdowns Right. on it and see the and see some of this interactivity and see how how exciting it is but the other big thing is we're not trying to infringe on the reader's job at all we're trying to make their job better because no reader i know likes doing this no reader right. i know likes we both do- were readers before trust me yeah we- yeah you guys yes. were you didn't yeah. enjoy doing no. synopses right nobody does it's no. it's it's the most boring part of a, a they don't want to spend their time retelling your story they want to judge it critique it And by providing more of a bandwidth for readers to do that, we're going to improve their job so that they have more time for meaningful contemplation of your script. And also, uh, we're going to improve these companies and their, their, you know, the fact that their readers are doing a better job is only going to be better for those companies. For sure. I think so. the thing that, that surprised me the most, I'm, I'm the, the most outside of Hollywood guy. Uh, this is Brian. I'm based out of, yeah, uh, I'm, so I'm based out of Portland, Oregon. Um, we, we have our own excitement up here going on. Uh, but, uh, you know, <laughs> that's a whole different podcast. Um, but, yeah. When, you haven't heard you know, of when I, have you? So is, this, is, this, is this day like 98,000 or something? I don't know. Like, oh, man. <laughs> uh, no kidding. Um, but, yeah, I'll answer any questions about that, too. It's, it's, it's a different, different thing going on here. Um, but, you know, you know, when I met Scott, I mean, I kind of came from the world of startups and I was a consultant that worked with a lot of separate uh, startup companies. And so I, I, you know, from like business inception and everything with that, I learned that like, you know, one of the most important things is how to describe your business. Uh, you know, how do you, um, you know, come up with an elevator pitch? Elevator pitch might only be one simple sentence that some people grind away on that concept for an, for an entire week to make sure that's correct. And so, you know, when I started learning more about what goes on in the, the agency world, um, especially the agency world, when it, you know, every, it happens at every agency. Every time a script goes there, that one person is the person that is writing up your elevator pitch. Right. And they're doing it in maybe two minutes. Uh, right. And then that, that is the document that then goes throughout that entire agency. So when other agents are looking at it, you know, whoever, uh, maybe it's some of the, the top execs that are looking at the project, that's, that's the description of your project that, um, that they're seeing. It's not your words. It's the words of somebody who might be really rushed. You know, they, they might be a fantastic reader. You know, I mean, there, there are obviously those people in the industry, but, but, you know, it's a roll of the dice. You're not sure what's going to happen. And maybe that person was more fixated on the date they're going to be having that night, you know, than, than your, than your project, or maybe, Maybe they maybe they hate your kind of project. Scott Scott famously tells me a story um, about uh, handing a script off to a reader one time, and they said they didn't like it because they didn't like spaceships. 
Wow. You know, so clearly, <laughs> clearly somebody wow. that, that is not interested in, they need in to your be genre. Fired. <laughs> yeah. Who doesn't like spaceships? Come on. I can't, I can't, I can't with people like that. I My blog yeah. touches on that story because, yeah, just sort of the height of preposterousness. Uh, wow. And, Go ahead, Brandon. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that, so, yeah, I just want to throw in that from the outsider's perspective, that just seemed kind of insane to me. But it's also one of those things that everybody in the industry, you, you kind of, you know, it's the way it is. And people don't even sometimes question it because you're not seeing the forest for the trees for being, you know, uh, in that. Right. And so, um, you know, I, I just kind of raised my hand every time I'd hear something insane going on in Hollywood, and I'd just, uh, you know, quest, question here, um, and and then and then I, you know, I'm just kind of one of those mindsets that I like to look at things from all different angles, and so right. that that's that's honestly that discussion that Scott and I had is what really led to you know what we're what we're doing now. And you're um, you're a tech guy, right? So you build sites and you do all that stuff and um, coding and whatnot. Correct. That's that's right. Yeah, I started off um, uh, basically college dropout, uh, age nineteen. I ended up uh, just getting a job at a software company. I was one of those guys that was like the first kid on my block to have a computer. Oh, okay. um, people didn't even really know about that. You know, I got the whole joke of you know I'm the computer guy. That's that's what my <laughs> that's what my relatives called me. That's right. what people at school called me. <laughs> Um, and so obviously that puts some kind of an age stamp on me that, uh, that starts, <laughs> starts putting me where I'm at. Hey, but, I'll um, be 50 in two weeks. You can't be too. <laughs> that's, that's true, yeah. Um, but anyway, you know, so, uh, so yeah, from, from, uh, that, that company I worked at, uh, I became a, a software engineer, mostly learning on the job. And, uh, we were doing environmental software at the time, way before people really focused that much on the environment. And, wow. Uh, so it was a real interesting kind of break to me to meet uh, some some good people and to learn how to write uh, write software. Yeah. And one of the things for me too, one of the facets of the the program we wrote was to help people on in like industrial environments on shop floors and things like that. If somebody spilled acid or some strange chemical on them, they had to go to a computer system and find out you know how to how to uh, um, how to address that. You know, should I you know hop in the shower? Should I you know do do whatever? Um, and so You're like that. Googling while you've got acid. <laughs> How do I yeah, deal yeah, with exactly. it? Yeah, yeah. Wow. The guy, uh, the guy is melting, but we got to yeah, figure this yeah. out real fast. <laughs> yeah, um, but it was kind of funny. That, that was one of the things that really ingrained a lot in me about um, I constantly got my ass handed to me in uh, people not understanding how to use it. I mean, we're, we're dealing with people on the floor that, especially back then, weren't very computer literate. So it's one of the big facets I try to put into script top is just the element of design, simplicity, ease of use, making sure people understand, you know, what kind of taking them from point A to B. Um, and then around that time, you know, I really kind of got sucked into like the Steve Jobs, you know, uh, ethics of design and, and um, you know, how important that is. And so from there, I, I just kind of went, um, uh, hopped around to different startup companies and uh, just kind of worked with them and built new products. Every time you start a new startup, or you hop into a consulting gig like that, um, as a developer, you have to know everything about the product you're writing. And so you have to become an expert on the job almost instantly before you can write a line of code mm -hmm. and, or especially architecting new projects. And, and so that's, that's what I've had to do as well with like Hollywood and Scott has helped me with, with that immensely. I mean, before that, my education was watching Entourage and, you know, <laughs> other <laughs> TV shows, movies, things like that, that covered Hollywood and, and, um, right. you know, from what, I, I actually am a big fan of screenwriting as well. I, I took a crack uh, in my 20s about writing a script. Um, so I, I at least have under my belt. 
Um, but yes, on and especially the agency world and. Some of the stuff was really surprising of how um, how secretive some of the people keep certain projects. Maybe mm -hmm. one agent can have access to it, but none of the other agents within that same agency can. Um, there, there's a lot of interesting ins and outs of, of what goes on, and, and I learned about the story department and uh, how how things are how things are done there, how they're managed, and um, you know different priorities, who gets to read all that, and that's what really kind of brought us to to this new product that that um, that we're creating. I should kind of uh, step in a little bit because people might look up script hop online and maybe see some old articles back uh, back from 2016. So what we originally did with um, uh, was an idea I came up with and I got connected to Scott through a mutual friend. Um, mm -hmm. and Scott helped me design out uh, an original platform we wrote, which is a, a, an intelligent library for agencies, studios, and production companies to manage their scripts. And it's it's really surprising uh, when I went in. I my first question is what software are they using? And and Scott told me, well, really nothing. Uh, they have a, there's a few things out there that are people are using. Like CAA has completely built a lot of their own a lot of their own systems. Um, but most most agencies, especially smaller ones, you know, they're they're trying to deal with maybe a um, uh, like a FileMaker Pro template. That's a popular one. Um, there's another. Uh, system out there that's kind of antiquated that doesn't really do scripts any justice, and there's definitely no intelligence behind any of these. We platforms. had Microsoft Word managing my file, so <laughs> that's even more <laughs> insane. And it started to go corrupt and eat itself, basically. Oh, right. Man. Sure. Man. Hey, yeah, so let me ask you a question, uh, Scott. Just keep your thought if you can, Brian. Yeah. For those people who want to know, like, how did you become a reader and work your way into the story department? Anyway, if that's uh, something. I wanted to do. You know, one of the things I, 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 I'm proudest of is it, it was a little bit random and I, my, I got to use my writing to get the job. I sent in my writing. I didn't know somebody. I mean, I guess I knew the person who was sending the email. So it was a bit of luck that somebody sent out this email and they were like, do you want to read with, uh, um, it, it's, I, it said other Ivy league people. And I was like, well, I went to Columbia. And so I, was, I so I, I applied and I sent in my just samples of, I think, previous coverage I'd done. So I would recommend you get an internship first, you know, get internships because you will be one of those interns that I, I mentioned that is doing yep. the coverage at two in the morning. But, um, you know, but you can get a, a much lower impact uh, internship while you're in college, you know, while you're in school, get an internship at, at, at one of these uh, shingles or something. And, uh Basically, uh, I think I used that sample of my writing, and then they—I think they'll often give you like a, a test script, and they'll see if your taste aligns, or you know whether you're just, you know, really good at, at scrutinizing a screenplay and analyzing right. it. And so I, I think it was just basically, I'd say it's through internships, and then a little bit of the in terms of getting the, the job at UTA, where I eventually managed the department. Um, it was just. Uh, kind of through that email and then again sending my 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 work but I would recommend get the internships uh, get an assistant job as an assistant you'll read screenplays and likely do coverage so yep. okay you know awesome. I just wanted to add one thing about you know with Brian what was so what's been so great and uh, kind of a profound thing is just by simply asking questions about the processes that we accept so much in this business, um, 
you know, Hilliard, it's kind of like your open letter in, in, uh, to Hollywood and questioning mm -hmm. things. It's, it's a powerful thing to ask questions. And Brian, by simply asking some of these really basic questions that, you know, you, we as writers, I think we never really did. It took mm -hmm. an outsider sort of saying like, well, why do you guys do that? Why do you have I know. other like people doing your marketing for you? Yeah, <laughs> like literally, and, and, Brian's like the emperor has no clothes. And people are like, yeah. you got him. <laughs> but wait, no, he's right. You know, the yeah. outsider eye. Yeah. I think at first I was like, well, why are you asking those questions? Those are stupid questions. And I was like, no, these are brilliant questions. Right. <laughs> mm -hmm. right. and, and, and so really it took an outsider like Brian um, meeting with me and, and getting that inside knowledge and it really is kind of a profound thing. Just asking some questions leads to solutions. And I feel like I, I uh, should let Brian go back and to- Let me just ask you a quick question though, Scott, because you were talking about you don't want to take away the jobs of the readers either. Yeah, now, no, definitely. And like I said, we all were readers at some point, right? Yeah. And so for me, I feel like, I never feel like readers make enough money anyway, yeah. right? And so what I would hate for them to do is go, oh, well, you don't have to write the log line or synopsis, so we should at least take $10, $10 away from that. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think that right. that right. should not be the reason why, you know, I, if that makes any sense to you. I don't know if so about no, let me let me tell you how we can make that better is, and I'll let Brian speak more to the feature itself, but... Yeah. One, of the one, one of the things we should probably introduce the, the, the kind of the overall concept of what it is too. So yeah, please, please, please. yeah. Please. but I was just going to say that, that so things that we can add again, because the analysis is the part that readers love doing. They don't like doing these summaries. It's pure drudgery. Um, right. Is that we have something called entry points and I'll let Brian get more into that. But one of the things we're talking about is on the, the reader end of things that <laughs> In qualifying your critique, you could put in entry points. Like if you're saying, you know, the writer, I love the writer's uh, subtext, use of subtext and, and nuance in the dialogue or just great repartee or however they're talking about your dialogue and why this script should be uh, is really kind of special. They can then mm -hmm. put an entry point to take that agent who's reading that and going, yeah, so this reader intern thinks it's good. I don't know if this intern knows what they're talking about. They click then into where they're qualifying that with an entry point, takes them right into your screenplay from their oh, that's right. interfaces that's with your script and they can see sort of these exhibit A, exhibit B and see and read this and get really inspired. Then the agent draw, goes, yeah, draw this intern knows what they're talking right. about. Right. And I think that's really going to change the, the game a bit. Um, yeah. I'm really excited about that. And Brian will talk to, to you more about that yeah. feature. Okay. It's probably it's probably good for the audience to take a, a whole step yeah. back and, and explain <laughs> yeah. explain what it is we're doing. Yeah, um, yeah please. Do. So we, yeah, we um, I, I'll talk more about our, our past a, a little bit later. What we kind of launched with when I was talking about that library tool for um, uh, uh, agencies, studios, and production companies because that actually will come into play uh, with us later on, and that's really kind of another important facet of of what we're launching now. But what we're launching now, we're calling the packet. And it's a kind of a new concept for screenplay delivery in Hollywood. So right now, what people tend to do is they, uh, no matter what screenwriting software they write something in, Final Draft, Celtix, whatever it is, um, they'll export that to a PDF format that most people, uh, that everybody can really see. And then they send that in an email. So they'll create an email, they'll attach their script, 
maybe they'll attach other things in the, uh, the, their email as well, like a, a lookbook or maybe some other kind of document um, that explains the project they're doing. People might be uh, might end up adding a lot of text to their email, even to describe the project, everything about that. What we're proposing here is a system that allow you to bundle everything you need to market your script in one simple link. So rather than when you're creating that email, rather than, than drag and drop in that PDF, uh, you'll use a script hop packet link instead. Now, one of the first things that when you, as soon as you click that send button on your email, you've lost complete control of, of what happens with that PDF. Right. You don't even know if somebody read your email. Uh, they, they, might, uh, they might have completely missed your email. Maybe they've taken your script and send it off to other people. Uh, you know, there, there's all sorts of things, but you have no idea what happened. So with this link, the first thing you get is as soon as somebody clicks the link, you get a notification that somebody actually clicked your link. Uh, so instantly, you're you're already one step ahead of the game. You're, you're getting some kind of feedback that something's going on with your project. Now, on the recipient end, when they get the email, uh, they click the link. Uh, they don't need any special software. All that all that happens is it pops open their browser, and it takes them to a descriptive page about the project itself. Mm -hmm. uh, so the the page is designed in sections that are completely customizable by the writer. It starts off with, you know, it kind of builds as it goes down. It starts off by here's the title, here's what it's written by. Um, it goes down into what the genre is, what's the log line, and then uh, and then it also we allow them to put in um, uh, imagery around some of this stuff. So as the recipient is opening up that packet, um, optionally they can kind of get taken into the moment a little bit. You know, like uh, one of our our demo packet has a picture of a woman kind of partially. <laughs> Merged in water, looking creepily um, uh, out there. So you just, without even seeing the title, without even seeing anything, you're kind of getting taken into it. Right? I'm yes. feeling the thrill yeah. here. I'm yeah, the tone. tone. It has that tone that already. Mood, yeah, creating mm -hmm. mood. Yeah. Yep, yep. And so, right at the top of uh, the document as well are all the or um, of the packet. All the documents that you attach are there. Uh, the screenplay. If you choose to attach a, a lookbook or Bible, um, that is all in there. So right up at the top, the recipient can access the documents. And this is the other part that is so critical is no matter when they click the link, when they click on the script, they're always getting the most recent revision of your script. Um, that, that, that is a huge problem we always hear. Is this the most yeah. recent revision? Or if you're the writer and you, and you send out a script the old way in an email, um, you know, we I just talked with a guy recently here who was using our script hop platform. He said, this thing just saved my ass because I sent out a screwed up version of the script. Mm -hmm. So I was instantly going to have to look like an idiot to, uh, <laughs> to who I was sending this to and saying, oh yeah, you mind forgetting that version and, and use this version. Like ignore that one. Well, Brian, well, Brian, there's also another part to this as writers, if I send you a script and it takes you a, a month to read it and. Sometimes you just wake up in the morning, you see a movie and you get inspired to do something else. You go back and make some more changes on it. Right. I want you to have read the last version I just did, right? I might have changed a the somewhere, but it makes a difference to me mentally. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, right, I mean? right. And so, so that's why it's so important to get that last. Like, I'm the type of guy, if you send me a script and it takes me a month to read, I always hit you back and go, is this the latest one? You know what I mean? Because I know. That you probably have changed yeah. it in the last month. Yeah. I've sent it. You know, so mm -hmm. I think it's a good thing. And not only does it keep the documents up to date, so as I described this, what you're looking at this packet as it goes down, it puts the information you need to sell your project, uh, the idea of your project and some of the information mm -hmm. around your project all in one easy to consume page. Uh, the format is pretty standard, so 
everybody's always going to know where to look for the log line, where to look for the yeah. synopsis. One of the optional sections we have in there is, is who's attached to your project. Um, so right away, as, your first, as you first send the script out, maybe you have no attachments. Yeah. But this is the thing. You might send that link out to somebody uh, the 1st of June, and then all of a sudden you get some attachments that go on. So uh, when somebody clicks that link uh, in July, it will always show the most recent information. So you might have added a new actor. You might have uh, <coughs> attached a studio or, or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's another section that and it's one of the important things of having your information always up to date. Uh, so when some, some people are interested in your, in your project, maybe they just bookmark the link. Um, they can uh, subscribe. There's an option and we haven't built in yet, but it's coming soon. There's going to be an option when people see the project and they're maybe interested enough to keep and keep tabs on it, but maybe not commit to anything. Um, they can just put in their email address and subscribe to updates. They can choose oh, to say, okay. Yeah, okay. they can choose to even describe, only alert me if there's a new attachment. Um, or it can be as, as subtle as like, send me an email if there's a new revision added. Uh, you know, there's there's all these things that the, the recipient can do to uh, to get that. But as they scroll down through the packet, all these optional sections um, are just entirely built to tell the story of your project. It's built to entice people to move to the next part, of the, to the next section, and to, you know, get them excited about your project as they move down. Um, when we were when we were demoing this to, to Lisa, um, one of my favorite things that she said was, "I love how this just encourages people to go down, scroll oh, down." Oh yes, yeah. Yes. yeah, It's so and like mm -hmm. I said, like I told you, like it's so clean. Like as soon as you pop it open, like you see the title, the name, your eye automatically goes down. And I'm really big on stuff not being too busy. Like keep me focused. If you get me distracted, I'm just going to be like, "This is too much. I can't handle it." But it makes you want to go down and keep going. And it's so intuitive. And it's so easy to use. Like, I was kind of worried, like, oh, God. Because, you know, some of us out there in the world, we're just writers. We just want to write and tell a story. All you technical people, all your fancy doodahs, you know, it's <laughs> like, we just want to write. But seeing it, it's like, holy shit. Like, I just point and click, and I can design it any way I want. And it's just so intuitive. And like I said, it makes you want to keep going down and see. And, and, and I love the part, um, Brian, where you can add the features that you think are important. Right. You know what I mean? Like yep. you, you design it the way that you want it to look. And I, I just think that's just so freeing for a lot of writers. Cause a lot of us just want our basic stuff and a few things here. And I, it's just such a clean and intuitive piece of software. I'm just really impressed. And we okay. like to call it an evolving document. So you can start with what we call sort of the minimalist packet, mm -hmm. um, which is just that bare bones, you know, maybe you just want your log line or something. But as you add, uh, say, talent and, and the, the ability for this to keep self-generating sort of momentum if people have bookmarked or subscribed and they get, you know, an agent is going to care about whether you get talent. A lot of right. agents don't care right. otherwise. Right. And if they get this little notification that, hey, you just added so-and-so, they're going to start to pay attention to you. Yes. Um, yes. So that's, for me, at working at an agency, one of the most depressing things was, you know, here I am a, a reader, and all readers are, you know, writers that just haven't made it yet, you know? <laughs> yeah. And so I'm looking at the people who are, uh, who have made it, uh, you know, uh, quote-unquote, but you still saw so many of their projects die on the vine. Yep. You see mm -hmm. projects die on the vine. And right. I, you know, the ability for this to keep it from dying on the vine right. is, is right. A, a profound thing. It's really, um, it's kind of awesome. Hey, Scott, there's, I don't think we've got to it yet, but there's two features you guys have that I love the most oh, okay. for me. And it's, it's these two things. One is 
you open up the page, and I love how Lisa says your eyes go down, right? It immediately goes down below the script in the log line, if I recall, is that segment, I forget what it's called, where it has little quotes from your yes! script. Which are the highlight reel. The highlight, the highlight reel. reel. Yes. Yeah. Because what yes. it does is, if I don't have time to even read the script, I can read that and tell that you can write by what's in there. Yes. Trust me. You we, can tell. You can't. Yeah. Just, no. I. We you know, love that feature. Yeah. It's. It's it, for the for your audience. It's. It's sort of. It can be a trailer kind of. But what's what's amazing about it is we realize even if your if your script wasn't that great, right. there is this power in the fade in and fade out of dialogue yes. that is. It, it draws you in. It draws yes. in. Sure. That line yeah. wasn't that great. But what's right. coming next? You're right. kind of. Right. Wait to look and see. And you can add imagery with the quotes. Right. And if you are a, a good writer and you put up your pithy Oscar winning lines up there, people, you know, Jory Weitz, who's involved with our company, um, who did Napoleon Dynamite and is this fabulous casting director and producer. We were both saying, you know, because we both produce, we were, we were saying if we got something in this and we were seeing good dialogue pop up, we'd want to produce this. We really would. You would yeah. it just it's 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 a, a great feature. Um, yeah. And the fact that you can hit it and go straight to that section of the script, like, what What was that? Click, boom. And, you know, right. the little notations in there that you can put in yourself, like, if you know, next to the character names and the fact that you can literally see, you know, who might be attached to it or you giving them ideas of the different types of actors that could be attached to it. Right. It really helps the people really visualize the whole thing as an actual thing. You know what I mean? Not just right. kind of like nebulous thing. It's kind of like, holy shit, it visually and feels like this is something I really want to make. And if you right. put your best quotes up there in dialogue or, you know, just just so many things to to compel people to want to read your script. I, I just really like it. And that's entry points, which you were talking about that I exactly. mentioned. That yeah, the entry points. For us, that's one of the most groundbreaking things about this is this these little doorways into your screenplay within that you know classically super boring uh format of the synopsis which is this dry you know everybody again is going to be subjected to getting a synopsis you're not going to escape that and you shouldn't they should have a list of your what we you know it's like your faq of your story you know the um it's what happens but you know we always use the seinfeld example if you read the seinfeld pilot in a synopsis it would be you know, this group of people trying to get a table at a Chinese restaurant. And it's not, that's just not intrinsically hilarious. Right. You know, you're right. like, okay, is that funny? Right. You can right. click into an entry point. Basically, it's this little, um, Brian, how would you describe an entry? It's a little it, it allows us to put. It allows us to write right within the text of the synopsis. You can, you can embed a little link. It's yeah. very easy to do, okay. and and so, but as you're reading the synopsis, it appears as just a little link that kind of looks like a, a script kind of kind right. of thing. Right. Right. And when when you click that link, so um, yeah, so say it's just part of the synopsis that explains a, a pivotal moment within the within right. the story. You could you could drop one of these little icons on there, and then when somebody clicks the icon, it opens the script in an overlay right there, and boom, you are right into the script right where that happens. Mm -hmm. And so strategically in your synopsis, like uh, just a short form synopsis, you might put maybe two or just three links in there. So mm -hmm. I think a lot of people are gonna be compelled to click on those um, mm -hmm. and just to kind of see what, what part you're doing that. So again, everything we do is to compel people to dive into the script. Um, the script is, is connected so far throughout the packet. Mm -hmm. um, everything kind of pushes people into that space. Um, and yeah, the, the synopsis part of it, um, as, as Scott said, you know, this is, this is the chance 
for you to take control and to to write your synopsis. Um, and, our and system. Okay, go ahead, Brian. Keep going. Oh, our system encourages people. We actually help people with their marketing. We like as soon as they get in there, you know, we we uh, part of the project, part of the process is, hey, let's start by uploading your script, and mm -hmm. then we have like a wizard that guides people through through the process. But then some of it is is saying, look, you really need to put a log line in there. You know, that that's the first thing you need to do. And then we also encourage people. We say it's very important to uh, to put in your own synopsis because otherwise somebody else is going to be writing this for you. Yep. So what we think is really going to happen is when um, when a script gets sent to an agency, uh, it's going to be sent via this link. That could that'll still probably end up in the story department. You're going to still have a reader that's going to be doing this coverage process and writing their mm -hmm. opinion. But the part that they hate doing is the synopsis. I mean, especially yes. on a, oh. especially on a script that's maybe not very well written and really confusing. Right. I mean, the readers, it's all of a sudden the stress on the reader. They're like, oh God, how do I even describe this thing? That's awful. And so what they can do, I mean, we think we honestly, from what we've talked to one of our, one of our board members is, is uh, she works at, at Disney and, and she's, she's just is looking, it's like, yeah, we, we need to start embedding a link, the, the packet link throughout a lot of our materials. So people can just boom, go right into it. But so we think when the reader uh, at an agency opens up the link, they're just going to mark and copy. They're still going to use their coverage documents. Yes. But um, they're, mm -hmm. they're going to highlight the log line. They're going to highlight the synopsis and they're going to paste that text into, right. into their coverage. So instantly with this, it's going to make sure that your vision, we, we always use the, the phrasing secure your vision right. because as it travels throughout Hollywood, people start, it's the telephone game, you know, people right. start right. their own opinion of what your thing is and, and yeah. lost control. Maybe Changes. People, yeah. Yep, entirely. So this we're, this is a, a strong tool to help the message of a writer and their story to propagate throughout however much this script travels. Mm -hmm. And it's the same, it's the Rosetta Stone Scott loves to, to use as the term. <laughs> no matter which agency it goes to, it's going to be the same message. Exactly. exactly. Your messaging is a yeah. single source. So, Scott and Brian, this sounds really expensive for writers. <laughs> <laughs> How much is it? <laughs> You're teeing us up there. I appreciate it. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. People, people probably think this, this, uh, you know, okay, what's this company going to cost to right. charge? Because there, uh, it does seem there's just a ton of companies out there that do everything they can to rake the screenwriter over the coals. Right. You know, we want to, we want to charge you for coverage. We want to charge you for this, everything like that. Um, everything that we've described here to create a packet and to send it is going to be entirely free for for writers mm -hmm. to do. There's no surprises in two months that all of a sudden it's nine ninety nine. No, I mean, no, no. In fact, no what we did. Well, I, oh, sorry, Brian. Go ahead. I, yeah, there, there's no surprises. Uh, so, so then the first question is, okay, what's the catch? Nothing's yes, free. That's me. What's that's your me. catch? You're, you're yeah, doing something. Me. That's um, me. We're not going to be sending you strange marketing messages or you know trying to get you to buy anything with this. There's no advertising that's connected no to it. There's no mer well, <laughs> merch. Well, maybe about merch. To make some maybe. shirts or something. Yeah. We might. We might have a merch. Track suits. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Track suits. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, but what's in what's in it for us is we have a bunch of other tools we've created and that we want to create. Um, I just briefly touched on the idea of the library for for the agencies and studios. These are the things we want to charge for. We want to go into the agencies and charge them to use our fantastic library tool because everybody is going to be sending their scripts around using the script hop packet. Right. Um, so, so when that script ends up getting to the library, rather than the reader having to use their word documents for coverage and everything, they can use our library tool that'll be built for readers. will help readers actually provide their opinion and their thoughts all within a really intelligent environment and our packet, the information that goes in the packet, I mean, our, 
it's all going to fit right into the library nicely. Um, part of our packet contains information about your characters, allows you to put in who are all my characters, what are the ages, any you know required ethnicities, any uh, um, uh, you know any special descriptions about the characters. And so when an agent um, you know is maybe looking for that that script for maybe a, 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 his sixty year old Hispanic male. Um, you know, talent that he just brought online, um, our system will be able to find all those roles and uh, within that library tool. So that's the kind of stuff we can sell to agencies later on. That's where we that's where we can kind of, you know, make some money. And there's other things we're going to be able to offer writers down the road too. Um, things we're not quite ready to talk about, but just as this is pretty innovative, we got a lot of other innovative ideas that, that um, nice. we're going to be able to offer the writer. But we we, everything about us, we we want everybody to feel that we are in the writer's corner. Um, if you look at our advisory board, it's it's packed. We're we're almost like twenty really top, well-known writers, and and so everybody is you know we we everybody has vetted what we're doing, and and this is a consensus idea that we're what we're doing is is fantastic for the industry and the writers in general. So there are Final no hidden drafts partnered with us. Final draft is partnered yeah, with that's us. Huge. Uh, yeah. It's huge. We're gonna we're gonna get the writers guild. It's yeah. coming. Yeah. Uh, awesome, <laughs> awesome. It sounds like you know you've made like a couple of things. You've made like the reader's job easier in terms of streamlining the amount of work that they can actually do a little bit more work that they can actually enjoy doing. Because part of the reading yeah. process for me was really, especially if the script was like the bomb, like oh my god, I was excited to just focus on writing about why this should be the script that y'all should pick up, as opposed to sitting there like oh crap, and I got to sit here and write this synopsis real fast and. You know, if I did, oh God, okay, this is just extra brain work. And, uh, you know, it just seems like you free them up to really focus on the parts that get them excited in terms of really trying to find those great stories that need to be told. And at the same time, if you're like an actor or somebody, like we know how actors are. The joke is always, they always, what, turn to the last page in the script to see if their character exactly. survived at the end or, or how many, like this software basically shows you like, pick that character. It shows you like, this is what they got. And you're yeah. like, oh, okay. You know, well, like we, we, were, we were joking and just saying, you know, if you were like a big wig, monkey to muck is like, well, where, where am I in the script? You know, <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, well, well, what Lisa's well, describing there is a, a, a cool feature that um, part of our we, we wrote a very uh, uh, cool AI that we're proud of that, that goes through and pulls out a lot of information in the script and makes building these packets a lot easier. That's the that's mm -hmm. the main intent of, of the AI. And so what it'll do for it figures out all the characters in the script and even builds like a little histogram underneath the character so you can see right. where they're prominent throughout the throughout the story. Um, but you sh we so. should say that the AI is something you just works with you and that you can totally override. You can it's all customizable. Everything is uh, in the writer's control ultimately, and you can you know if you don't like. The way they play, the, the AI has placed your characters, you can rearrange it. You have total control of all this. One thing I wanted to go back to about what Lisa was saying is that I think this really is going to make readers, it gives them more time to be rock stars. I mean, I took real yes. pride in that job, and I realized it was a chance for my, as a writer, as an aspiring writer, it was a chance for my voice to be heard. But, you know, you're getting to give people your, your take on, on and, and your taste, and I think to have more time to really craft it into, I mean, I, you know, it's a chance to be a, a, a real critic, a film critic, mm -hmm. but before the film comes out and to really take time again, to meaningfully contemplate this, uh, really craft a well-written essay rather than just this little blurb of, I didn't yeah, like right. it, exactly. really delve into it. I think, uh, 
it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna not only help more writers, it's gonna help the readers get noticed too for their right. they're gonna have more time for just the execution of style of their review, you know? Mm-hmm. And like I said, point. it makes it makes the project look so professional. Like, you know, when you put the stuff up there and you see it, it like it really feels, you know, I hate to call it a thing, but that's what it is. It makes it feel like <laughs> it's a thing. It's a it's an event. It is something that's happening. And gosh, you need to get on board by, you know, keep going down and look at all the cool stuff and easy access to getting it. Like literally on the first page, it's like, man, I like the synopsis and lock. Boom, right there. Script is right there. If you want to download it or if you just want to read it right on the. And I also like the feature that you had on there where basically you can control if people can download it or not or if they, you know, you can kind of, you can razzle right. dazzle like, you the know what? The security feature. Yeah, the security yeah. of it. And you can go yeah. through and, and decide what things people can look or what they can download. It feels yeah. like you have a lot of control over what your content, what is happening with your content. We, we always say with a, you know, with a PDF, that's another thing that we never question. And Brian coming in from the outside and being this, uh, you know, giving this new perspective to the whole, all, all the screwed up processes in the business. Uh, you know, we just mail out a PDF and you have no idea what's happening with it. And especially at a time where we've had this, you know, interesting rift that I think has opened up a lot of these questions between say the, you know, the writer's guild and the agencies and, and, mm-hmm. and, and everybody. I think it's also allowed for a more healthy discussion about some of these things. And sure. uh, <clears throat> so, so the idea that you never really questioned how things were even traveling, a PDF, once you send it out, you have no idea what's happening with it. You mm-hmm. send it to, you could send it to a friend, <clears throat> excuse me, and they could somehow get it on some chat board, board some uh, Russian chat board, and this and suddenly it's going out to like a million people, and you yes. have no idea. With this, with uh, with the with the packet and with the link, you can actually see what's happening, like how much it's proliferating. And if you suddenly see that it's gone out to a thousand people, and you in no way wanted that, you have an effective kill switch. You can turn off basically your document, and that yeah. I think is uh, a great thing. And again, just something that it it took. Uh, an outsider coming in, an outsider's perspective to sort of reveal that, you know, there's a better way to do these things. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah, can you guys talk? The, oh, go ahead, Brian. I just wanted to throw in one of the things we, we really wanted to create a space for in the packet is for you to make your argument. You know, not. Thank you. Not, that's, that's what I was going to ask you about. Like, I think on the thing it says you make your case. Yeah. Like basically, yeah. this yeah. is this is my case for you to want this script. But go ahead, can yeah. you finish it up, right? Yeah, we we so we we create an expected section in the packet for the writer to make the case on why this is a great project. Um, what is the hook of the story? Maybe it's um, you know uh, what? Maybe it's a timely thing that that this pro this uh, this story is is resonant because of something that's going on in the news or media. Um, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's because simply because it'd make a good toy line. I mean, there's a lot of ways you can really kind of sell your project both by talking about how, why the story is great. So if somebody didn't quite read, get it by reading the synopsis or the script or anything like that on why the story is great, this is the opportunity to beat them over the head and, Mm -hmm. and just basically say why. And a lot of writers would, um, you know, first off, you could put that in your email when you send it out, but nobody reads email. And as the as people end up forwarding your script to other people, that email is going to get going to push further and further down that email chain. So people might never even see what you wrote on there. Um, and and it's and a lot of people are just somewhat um, apprehensive to uh, to maybe make those opinions known. 
uh, you know, they, they don't feel they don't feel um, empowered enough to to make those kind of statements. So um, so Scriptop gives them the, the room and the space to make make the case of why your story should be should be created. Um, and uh, we, we also guide them through the process of doing that. It's one of the great things about the packet is, um, you know, for, for a lot of people that haven't seen it again, they probably got a, some of a sense. It's a, a, it's a visual document as you go down that has a lot of interactivity to it. Mm-hmm. Um, in a way, it could be some people might think, well, is this is like a lookbook thing? And the answer is no. You know, a lookbook, first off, is, is oftentimes a much larger document. Um, it's uh, there's very little f- typical formatting or templates to lookbooks, so uh, anybody receiving one might end up having lookbook fatigue of just trying to find the information they're looking for. Okay, is the synopsis on page five? Is on page ten? I don't know. Um, and for the writer mm-hmm. to uh, have to create even a lookbook, it's challenging. People might be really good with words, but maybe they're not good with layout and design, or even marketing. They might not know how to market their project very well. So. Creating a lookbook could be a, a rather daunting process for for um, right. for, for a mm-hmm. writer, and so that's what we built in this whole idea of the packet. You can think of it as like a mini lookbook sort of thing, and in, in that it gets your marketing, it gets the point out quickly. But it's uh, not interactive. It's not interactive, and that's the real. I think the huge game changing element of this is that interactivity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, so our packet brings a level of interactivity that, that lookbooks do not have. And, and it brings a higher level look at things and allows people to drill into where they're interested. Um, and it's, and it's, for, it's for dummies, too, which is what I like. <laughs> mm-hmm. every, everybody isn't good at making a beautiful visual deck. Right, this allows right. you to drag it to the right place, and it's automatically there. You know and I mean? you can That's, see it. Like there's sections, yeah, and there's sections yeah. on there that has on there like in terms of locations, you know, and you know budget and things. Like it gives you a, 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 a just at a glance, like oh, okay, the questions you might be having before you even deep dive into the script, you can kind of look and glance, like is this something even worth? Oh, okay, yeah, this is kind of like the realm. You know, it might be a particular place where there's not a lot of locations. It might be something I'm interested in. Boom, you know, it it, it just compels you to want to like you know, interact with this project and, and, and really, you know, fall for the case that you're giving them. Like, yes, pick this project, you know? Well, and, and we should, we should uh, make explicit again that the way it's interacting is, it is it's, it's, if you want to put it another way, it's like, again, it's not a lookbook, but if you, you want to look at it as a mini lookbook, the way it interacts, it interacts directly with your script. Right. It is interfacing. It is, you can, you're entering the script from the details and summaries in the lookbook so that there it is literally interacting with your screenplay and so lisa we we love how you were talking about how it draws the eye down but what's interesting it is very multi-dimensional because mm-hmm. you basically have these layers then from the the screenplay view you can dive into the screenplay and then you can click and pull out the character sidebar, yes. which is basically this d- list of the characters with pictures of the actors you're thinking of. Mm-hmm. So that this this dimension really literally pops up, at tr- sort of transcending your screenplay or floating above it. Right. And you can uh, you can basically get a sense of who these characters are. If you you know, a lot of decision makers will pick up a script that they were reading two weeks ago. And they'll have to pick up where they left off. And they right. won't remember. I had to, you know, as a reader, I would, I'd start a script on a Friday and I'd have to come back on a Monday and pick up where I left off. Mm. And yeah, I would have had a couple of pages at least. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, well, yeah, I had, yeah. But if I had the character sidebar, when you, once you just even see like a, a dialogue sample, which this has in that character sidebar, 
it sparks yeah, that memory. It just it. triggers my memory, and I'm like, oh yeah, I remember that character. Yeah. And uh, so you have these dimensions basically you know we we're we're down the road going to have this storyboard feature where you can little, little like world building stuff that will pop up like another layer interacting with your screenplay so everything in this document is all housed around and circles around revolves screenplay. around your screenplay it is right. celebrating your work and and it draws the eye down on that page but it also then adds these other layers that yes. you can into or above yes. and this, this interactive I I engagement, multi-dimensional engagement. Mm -hmm. um, and Brian, you know, you could talk about the, 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 the thing with the, uh, where you can click on the writer's name and there's dimension yes. there about yeah. the writer. Uh, yeah. So that's the thing. I mean, uh, the idea of the packet is to, is to market your project, but uh, it's also important to market yourself as the writer. And so um, everything in the packet is is guided to the project, but you click your click on the writer's name, and that opens up a whole descriptive world about the writer themselves. It allows the writer to put, you know, their their picture, their name, uh, a full bio in there about themselves, um, and also optionally they can link to other packets that they've built about their other projects. So you know maybe maybe somebody got this this packet for this um for this script you've read and they they're a fan of the writing but they're not so much a fan of the story itself mm -hmm. uh so it allows them to maybe see what else you've written um and that's that's a, a really powerful thing because it's something i mean you certainly can't do that in, in an email you wouldn't say hey read this script oh by the way here's my 20 others my 20 others you definitely can't do that. And then, and then also, I mean, we know, we know how agents and everything think. I mean, everybody is so stressed and busy while they might, the, the idea might occur to them. Oh, I wonder if this guy wrote anything else. They're not going to go through the level of communication to try and go back to the writer no, and find yeah, out exactly. what script you've done. So instantly they can boom, hop right in and see, see these other projects you've done. And, you know, we think it's just such a powerful thing to, um, to help market the writer. And I have a question, Brian, something we yeah. didn't say. So if a, if a writer is on there without a rep, they could be contacted, correct? There's a contact for them too. We, we don't have a specific contact thing. That's, that's a good idea to add. Um, anybody can put whatever they want in their bio. So, I mean, you could put links to, you know, your Twitter account. You could put right. links to uh, separate websites. Website the bio is complete free form. You could do that. Okay. Um, that may be a way to, to do it, but yeah, there's, there's another thing we could do that might allow for a certain, it's on most scripts, you know, that's a cool idea. Yeah. Yeah. You have a yeah. point there. Yeah. Yeah. I was just curious because I, I was piggybacking off of, um, you were starting to say earlier about, I guess you can kind of pick and choose who can read it. Cause my question was just as I was just thinking right now, I'm like, okay, I'm a writer. I know Lisa's on, can I go on and look and see what Lisa's doing? And see what she has to see how she wrote her or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like what what can we do? So that's the that's the great thing about what we're doing. It's a lot of people are worried about security, or they think, oh God, this is just going to be at some like public website that people can find my scripts. Um, uh, that is not what this is. This is not a bulletin board system. This is not mm -hmm. you know, any any of these other uh, platforms out there that try and offer a marketplace or whatever for for you know producers to log in and find projects. This is not what this is. This is this, it's to be thought of more like Dropbox. You know, you, you have a file you want to send to somebody, you, you get that link and you email them that link. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's the same concept and security is all around that. So it's not something like if you knew, if you knew Lisa was on the system, you, she would still have to send you a link 
to or in okay. order to that's what I meant. know how to get right. to those projects. Okay. Yeah, so, so you can't you can't go cruising around. You can't, you can't no, cruise no. into yeah. cool no. stuff like <laughs> no 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 no. Like we said, you have more security with this than you do with the way you you've been doing it. Right. Um, can you can you all talk about the launch of it now? Because I know once you said free, I know the writers out there are like, hmm, when is this popping? <laughs> when yeah. is this popping off? So by the time this podcast launches, uh, we will have have been announced. Uh, our website will be up. People can go there. Uh, we are doing an invitation system uh, for for at least the the first little bit, uh, just because we want to make sure everybody has a really good experience. Um, it doesn't have to do with any, you know, uh, requiring money or anything like that. We said it's all free, but we do want to just kind of limit the amount of people that are hopping on the platform right off, right at the get go. Um, we we feel strong. It's it's you know it's a fully functional system. Uh, there, there still might be some bugs. You know, it's a beta. It's software. That's how it all works. Mm-hmm. But uh, so we're just trying to manage that really good, and, and you know how many people slam on the server and things. So we're hoping within a, a you know a couple months or something we'll have it open to everybody. But nice. what it is 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 all the people that are currently in the system, all the writers that are currently have an account in the system, they're going to be giving us a select number of invitation codes that they can send out to their friends, oh, and okay. so they can get those people on on the platform. And then if you don't know anybody that uh, if you come to our, our system, and you don't know anybody who's using it. You can submit your email address into our queue, and then our system every night is going to pick a certain number of people, and you know, first come, first serve, and then and it'll it'll email out invite codes to those people directly. Um, we're, that's that's all we're really using the email address for. We're not doing it some to to do something to to try and grab people's email addresses or a marketing campaign. It's just simply so people can get in the queue and so they can get on as early as possible. Yeah, I I just wanted to add that, you know, for another thing about, you know, writers feeling safe is, you know, look at our advisory board, which is amazing. And they are basically, you know, they approve everything that we do and uh, um, are sort of our our ethics committee. Um, And me being a writer and a reader and Brian being an aspiring writer, you know, it's that's really we're doing this. you know, because we care about writers uh, and 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 making the business just you know the process. And like I say, when you, even when you've made it, is so frustrating. One of our part of our mission statement is that it shouldn't take ten years for any great project to get made. You know, yes. and that's really our ultimate goal here. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I yeah. like the fact that you, you you come from a background of like you know you know you know what it's like you know the the, the ups and downs of being a reader, you, you've written a script. So it's, it's, it's from an insider's point of view in mm-hmm. terms of, you know, understanding what it really takes to get scripts made, um, what, you know, the gatekeeping stuff. So it's, it's, it's a really good product that comes from, from people who know, you know what I'm saying? It's not just some outsiders making something. It's people who right. really thought it through, who've spent years doing this as a profession. So we, they, well, you have that to stand on. But, yeah. but they also, and you said it earlier, Scott, these are things that have been in the industry just because that's just how it's done. Right. You know, we've yeah. all had ideas of how come we can't do this and why does why does the reader have to do my synopsis or whatever? Yeah. But yeah. nobody said to do anything differently, so nobody's done it. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what exactly. I mean? You just have to be the first person to do it, and that's the key. 
Exactly. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. These, these conversations are really a lot of fun to to, to have with people. Um, when we when we've gone to meet with people uh, back in the days where you could like sit in person and meet with somebody. Yeah. Um, to, to when we were building out our advisory board, um, it was interesting because we would get some people to to show up and and they'd be like, "Well, I'm just kind of showing up here as a you know because a, a friend introduced us and right. it's it's kind of an obligation." Um, but it's so great when we start talking about the problems we're solving and when they start seeing the system, it's, it's so great to see their eyeballs just, just go wide and light yeah. up and say, this is awesome. You know, what, how, how can I help? What can I do to make this, make this a reality? Right. You have to remember that at least this is just my opinion, but when you get those big celebrity writers, a lot of them don't have these problems. You know what yeah. I mean? They have a team who handles their shit. Right. So they're not. Right. They don't have to post their script on stuff like this for the most part. You know what I mean? Right. So, but it helps for their agents and managers to do it. Well, and they've it's told easier. us they want, they're yeah. using it. They're using it. No, no, no. It. I'm just making a point that right, it, right, right, for the right. most part, they don't know it's a problem for them because right. they don't have to deal with it. Right. But, right, but right. The, the writers who were like us, who were working, we're building our way up to that point. We understand the urgency, you know, Absolutely. of this type yeah. of thing. You know, so but I, get, I, I go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I was just going to add that that it is funny to hear from the people on our board that you know they say they know that even their scripts don't get they they question how thoroughly their work has right. been read and mm-hmm. but 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 yeah anyway even even taking like a like Christopher Nolan or something for example um, you know who who might write a, a really complex script. You know, maybe it jumps around different timelines. <laughs> it might jump around timelines, everything like that. You know, so the first thing that, that you know, he would want to do is make sure that his representation understands what it is he's doing. And, and, and they might even have a, you know, it might be in a meeting you could imagine where they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, we get it. Because they're going to say that, yeah. They're not going to say they don't. No, no, no. (laughs) Don't get it. Until he he leaves the room like, shit, what was that? Yeah, yeah, what the hell? What? What? And so this is an opportunity for him to, like, like just make, you know, the the packet is a great way to explain your vision, you know, so it's it's resonant that, that if people just read the script, they might not completely get it. This is that great way that that you know even his managers and agents can go back in and later on say okay well this is about again <laughs> and mm-hmm. and click in the packet and read you know his words and thoughts as far as you know what how to maybe even how to market the project you know how to uh, a lot of visions and then and then again uh, another great thing is too to put visuals around the script I mean we we like to make sure that the purists have the have an un, unobstructed view of the script and can read it as normal. But mm-hmm. you know, there will be like a little subtle icon down there if there's media that could be attached. You know, if there's something that's talking about a new alien creature, a, a great way to just pop open a sketch. You know, of what that creature might look like. Um, any you know anything else to to kind of just help people um, solidify that vision uh, that you have in in their head. Um, and it's amazing just what. Um, we, we built a, uh, one of our demo packets. We just wanted to see how um, somebody who doesn't have a lot of graphical experience, maybe not a lot of computer knowledge, do it. Um, so we had Scott do it. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, and, and, Scott! And so, <laughs> I mean, I, that was a challenge. It's like, okay, Scott, um, you know, how, how hard would it be for you to build this packet? And, and just by going and finding a certain imagery off Google, just Google. Um, and using our systems prompts and everything, that's that's one of the great things we did is we have the system helps you every step of the way. So even if you're not sure how to write a log line or a synopsis, 
um, we have a big help window that pops up and was was written by Scott along with other readers in the business and and writers all kind of came together to help build this really great referential material that will just instantly say, all right, what is a log line? Who uses it? Why is it important? Why why is why is that? And then what are some tips for writing a good log line? All that stuff our system kind of guides you through uh, to do. And especially when it comes to a synopsis, I mean, there's there's a lot of tips for a synopsis uh, to make sure that. You know, at no point in the synopsis should you put your opinion or state anything, you know, that um, uh, is other than just kind of a strict kind of straight straight through, you know, step by step of what's going on in, in the script. So a lot of things like that, you know, we help people along for, for every for every bit that they, they need to put in the system. And, you know, the again, the lookbook, you know, you'd have to if you're going to put together a lookbook, you'd have to have. <clears throat> an idea of maybe some design and layout to make it look good. I mean, I've seen some lookbooks that just look horrendous because the person doesn't have any sense of style or design. Oh, yeah. They're just um, unwieldy. So we, they could be 30 pages long. And I, we really have gotten feedback that the industry is tired of them. And that's where, you know, lookbook fatigue comes in. Mm -hmm. um, they're just gargantuan and unwieldy. Um, sorry, Brian, you were, you were finishing a thought, I think, though. Um, um, yeah, I mean, I was just going to, uh, say about the packet and how, you know, we, we help people, um, every, every step of the way build out, uh, the information to help them market their stuff. Um, and, and yeah, and like the lookbook that, uh, that they might be, you know, compelled to do they're stressed because they don't know the layout. Well, our system handles all that stuff. You know, we just ask you the questions and, and you just do what you do best is right. And then our stuff handles all the layout, design, everything. It's such a stress-free experience. Ooh, I love that. I have a quick question. Brian will tell you if I can do it, anybody can do it. Okay, <laughs> so. I love that. I love that. I'm with you, Scott. I'm with you. <laughs> I have a quick question before we wrap up. Um, so if I just have a pitch that I want to put on, can I do that too? Just the pitch? With we all currently the... require everything to be wrapped around a script, but that is something that, that we could consider is to be able to uh, put together a packet without, um, without actually having a script attached to it. Because it's um, been a, the only reason I'm saying there's been a weird turn since we've left, we left our agents and some of us have came back where it used to be taboo and even the writers guild is like never give anybody your pitches. Well, it's kind of turning around a little bit. You know, and a lot of us who, like I do a lot of writing assignments, <clears throat> so I can't tell you, it seems like every one of them I have to write a fucking pitch, and seven out of ten I have to turn in the fucking pitch. So, you know what I mean? It'd be nice yeah. to have some of this stuff right here, because I can only do so much with what I'm We'd doing. We'd love to work on this with you. you know we'll what develop I mean? this so, with you. Yeah, <laughs> and I can tell you a lot of us are dealing with this. Yeah. So, you know, you would be ahead of the game if you got on board with this one. Right. Um, yeah. No, let's. Well, uh, we love your a great point to make too, because uh, you know so many people are, are purists and they just say, "Well, the script should speak for itself." That's that's just not the world we live in these days. You know, there's there's uh, you know, over sixty thousand new scripts being entering the market every year um, for, yeah. from all over, and and there's just no there's no time. People don't have the time to read every every script that comes their way. So then that creates a world of okay, well, who do you know? Who's already mm -hmm. on your project? Mm -hmm. You know, so we really we want this system to to step in and and help uh, circumvent some of that stuff, some of that yeah. thinking, and some people have more room to to check out more projects and hopefully right. find the that's that's our biggest goal. You know, we we really want to we want to get those projects so they don't take ten years to make, but also there's how many fantastic projects never have gotten made. Yeah, uh, and, I, and I'm also just looking at it, and I'm I'm glad Scott, you said you'd like to talk about it. Is that 
I mean, so many of us are getting these pitches and we're not, we may or may not be good about doing the visual deck, which they expect you to put together too. So this kind of all in one is like kind of has it right there. So it just, I'm already going, boy, this would be so much easier to just put it all in there with all my pitch information and here's the characters and, you know, the theme and all that other bullshit that I plan on doing, but yet here's the visuals to go with it, like, right. boom, like right, right. there would be, did, it would be a hit in my opinion, but, you know. Right. <laughs> I, I just wanted to, to, to ab absolutely, I just wanted to add um, a thought or two. And the, the one thing I, I don't know that we got into was <clears throat> when one of the fun things about it, mm -hmm. our packet starts out, <clears throat> excuse me again, uh, when you when you start out, you can it, it it presents the characters that it's it's figured out are your main characters when you when you first upload your script into uh, the packet, mm -hmm. it lists your main characters and then it's a fun thing you you can choose actors and you see them appearing right there right there on as the page. ideas Ooh. yeah that's so there's it's it's fun there's a mm -hmm. fun aspect to it. The other thing I wanted to say is that, you know, as Brian was talking about how there's the tips and stuff, we're, we've been working with uh, universities and, um, <clears throat> you know, one of, our, one of our advisory board members is a, a, a prominent uh, USC screenwriting professor. And one of the things that, you know, I learned from being a reader, I, I say I learned more from doing that than I did from going to film school and uh, that you get to sort of see things through a reverse engineer, if that was a gig, mm -hmm. but a reverse engineer's lens and really learn a lot about the anatomy of your script, like what's sure. missing. Um, right, right. It, it's such an incredible process to, to get, you gain some objectivity of your work through the process of doing this. And uh, again, you can, you can often discover what isn't working. If you're, if you're having a hard time doing a synopsis, it could be because there's no central conflict or, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. you know, there, you could, you could suddenly realize, Oh, um, <clears throat> so I, yeah, it teaches you as, as you, as you use it. Can I, just add, can I just add just one little slight side yeah. note? Uh, and you showed it to us uh, the other day. So it, like we talked about, it has that great feature where you can pop in the pictures of different actors you might be thinking about, or if you actually have an actor that's attached that you can put up there. Let's say for example, there's an actor that you really like. And I know in their prompts, they have like, you can click on there and it'll have the photos for you. But let's say you there's a particular photo of that actor that you did not like, like, uh, there's a better one that can like best convey what you could actually change that photo and put it in there. You know what I mean? Cause I know that right. you showed a picture of like Jason Bateman or something. And it's like, but if you thought he was too friendly looking, you could actually point and click and drag another yeah. photo of Jason Bateman in there. Right, so exactly. I, I just, I just love that flexibility. Cause a lot of times you might be thinking, Oh, this might be a great actor in your mind. That actor might be the greatest, but, you know, somebody might look at that picture and be like, I just don't see them as right. a and don't forget, I just don't, don't see them. A full body shot of them, too. Yes, mm -hmm. yes. Some yeah. of the shots that I have, like, in That's my deck are yeah. somebody in full motion. They got their gun, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. So if, if all you see is this of their head, you're missing all right. of this. And, and, yeah. and, do, and doing those things to, like, like you said, this whole software is, is, is script-focused. It is focused on you selling that script it'll open up those creative avenues in you. Like, it's fun. Like, literally, yes. I, I could see myself like, man, I'd be on here, like, for half a day, point and clicking, <laughs> a, looking for visuals. Like, okay, this is going to really set the mood. As soon as they pop this open, bitch is on. They're going to really, you know, it, it just allows that other form of creativity to really kind of stand out using those right brain, left brain things in your mind. And I, and I think it's just something really cool and creative for writers because it really does help you 
to actually look at your script from the viewpoint of marketing. You know, you worked on the writing, you've worked on doing the rewrites. Now you really have to shift your focus on in terms of looking at your work as something that has to be marketed. And for some people who are just mm -hmm. like, I just want to write the story. I, no, this is going to help you get used to like, okay, this is what I'm going to work on. I just feel like as a, as a creative output and as a way of stretching your brain, it's really going to help you learn how to, to look at yourself as a business and as, as, as something as a brand at, in terms of marketing your work and getting you into that groove. You're going to have to do that. Everything nowadays is going to be really niche you know, specific. There's so much content out there. You're going to have to break away from those old ways of thinking as a writer and put yourself in the driver's seat and say, no, bitch, this is how this is going to work. And this gives you the opportunity to play with those type of things. It inspires you. And I think it, what we're talking about is that gaining that um, perch of objectivity that yes. we just don't ever have as writers. You can't see the forest for the trees yes. uh, as a writer. I, f I find that personally one of the most mm -hmm. difficult things about writing and especially the longer you live in that script, you know? Sure, sure. Um, and yeah. I think that the packet is um, is that the, that gift of objectivity a bit, you know? Mm -hmm. so. mm -hmm. For sure. Well, thank uh, you guys, man. This was awesome. Um, thank you. Thank you, Lord. We, uh, we really wish you guys a lot of luck with this. Um, I'm going to try my best, like I said, to get you guys over to the Writers Guild in some way. Actually, I'm, I was thinking about somebody else just as we were talking a moment ago of somebody else, maybe somebody from the board. If I can start there, maybe that'll work. Um, also, um, I was going to say, so tell everybody about your launch and if you guys are on, in the, even individually, if you guys are on Twitter, Instagram or anything, if people could follow you and stuff like that. For sure. So people can find us easily at just scripthop.com, uh, script and then H-O-P. Uh, and then um, for we, we have a, a Twitter account as well um, that, that uh, you know, we'll be putting some information out, all that kind of thing. Is, um, what is, uh, what is that? Uh, that's just simply script hop. Script, script hop. Okay. Uh-huh. And then um, for for myself, I'm I'm trying to kind of get in the social media game. I'm not. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's not really my thing. I'm giving a shot. Make me make me feel good. Make me feel loved. I guess. Uh, it's, um, uh, so I can be found on Twitter at Rip City Austin. R I P. R I P. Yeah. City? It's a Portland Portland reference there. Rip City Austin. A U S T I N. Uh huh. Austin. What about you, Scott? I think right now, um, you know, so I'll have a blog up on our site when we launch. Um, and I'm going to be doing the blogging thing. That's probably going to be my first real foray into <laughs> that, that space. Yeah. Right. But are you on social media? No, not yet. Not yet. But maybe that's okay. something I'll. All right, no problem. All right. Well, thank you guys. This was awesome. Uh, it, was, it was fun to have you guys on. You guys are like awesome. Said, thank we, you. We we really hope this turns out to be a huge success. Oh I think my Rod god! Was... It just Hilliard. Think of who would have had. Think of who would have had this when we started out. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'd be at the Oscars right now. Chill. Do you know, you know how smooth? I always our think the same thing. Been? Where was this? Like, uh, yeah. Like oh, here's the email. Here's the link. Get back to yeah. me and uh uh. But you know, well, you timing know. is everything. You know what I mean. So hopefully, hopefully, you know, we're all coming out of, you know, what's going down right now. You know, people are starting to go back to the agents. Agents are starting to bring us back into the fold. You know, maybe it's timing. You know, maybe such maybe. an interesting yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think our timing yeah. is good. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So thank you guys, we appreciate you. Thank you, thank Scott. Thank you. Thanks um, a lot, Thanks. Lisa. Lisa, where? 
Sorry, you froze up for a second. Sorry, where are you at, find me. Lisa? Oh, yes. you can find me on mainly on Twitter at what fresh hell is this? And I am on the gram at um am I on the gram? I think it's what, what fresh, fresh hell is this Lisa. Lisa. What yeah, fresh yeah. hell is this Lisa? But it, it just I'm on Twitter. And then I then I have my burner accounts where I'm lurking. But yeah, mainly what <laughs> what fresh hell is this? An ode of Dorothy Parker. So yes, you can find me on Twitter. Awesome. We hope uh, Chris is feeling better, by the way. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm gonna hit him up later when I'm when I'm done. So uh, crazy. Um, well, thank you guys. We appreciate it. I'm your host, Hilliard Guest. You guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Hilliard Guest. You can follow the show. Screenwriters are on Twitter. Any questions, screenwritersrantroom at gmail.com. <clears throat> Please go on iTunes, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, whatever you guys listen to. Give us a five-star review. We need that for the metrics. Um, also, you can go on our website, screenwritersrr.com, um, um, and you guys can uh, find our merch on there. we got T-shirts and mugs and all kind of cool shit on there. Um, also, you can follow our Patreon page. You can donate there and support the show. We appreciate it. Again, shout out to Chris. Hopefully, he'll be feeling better next week. And um, you guys all know how we do it on the rant room. Is that right, Lisa? We yes. keep it real. Yes. We keep it opinionated. And what else, Lisa? It it is what it is. What it is. Bye, <laughs> <laughs> y'all. Thanks, guys. I'ma say what I feel. And I promise to keep it real. Welcome to the rant room. Well, you gotta be a rider till your fears are diminishing, the doubts are behind ya. It's hard to grind in the business, got me stressed in the rent room. We let that shit up off our chest. You know the street nerds got no time for no caca. Sass in class, yes, that's Mr. Bolakaja. Never have to guess when you're listening to Hilliard. He gon' bring more game than a shark playing billiards. It's all about the crap of screenwriting. It's exciting when you turn an outline into something enlightening. Your pen and words are like bullets in a gun. Write what you feel, say what you want. Welcome to the rent room.